Okay, let's get it on tonight. It was a double header, triple header, a triple double header. Fucking wild card weekend, super wild card weekend, if you will. It lived up to the hype. We had some great games, some not so great games too, some upsets, some lopsided victories. We just got to dive headfirst into it like you probably wanted to do Monday night. You know what I mean? The Eagles went to Tampa Bay, the NFC South champions, where the Bucks hung 32 on the reigning NFC champions, beat them 32 to 9. The Eagles, after starting 10 and 1, finished the year 11 and 6, first round exit. What the fuck do you have to say for the birds? I'm uh, disappointed, sad, distraught, heartbroken, um, all the above. Uh, it's just that team had so much talent and so much promise. You know, coming from a Super Bowl berth last year, you know, they're right in that game, chance to win that Super Bowl last year, and, and they don't get it done. But everyone's coming back. You feel good. You lose your two coordinators. And it turns out those were the guys that needed to be in the building because Nick Sirianni is a fucking idiot and Brian Johnson is an idiot. And I hope they're all gone. Matt Patricia, idiot. Puts a pencil in his ear with a laminated play sheet. Get the fuck out of here, dude. I'm so sick of the coaching of this team. I'm not ready to give up on any of the players, to be honest, aside from our uh, geriatric cornerbacks out there that were just getting toasted all night. But Man, the offense is just so sad. They literally, like, there. there's so many screenshots, like, on Twitter and stuff just showing what they were trying to do against the Blitz, and they just don't use the middle of the field. Everything is, like, the middle of the field is literally wide open, and they don't run anything anything there. It makes no sense. They, they literally run the offense like it's Madden, like four verts all day. Let's do this. See what we got. Fucking stupid. Can't stand it. Um you know, I was, I'd accepted the fate of this team, I feel like, especially as the game went on. Um, you know, it was close early. They're down a touchdown in the first half. And that halftime, they get the ball first coming out of the second half. I'm like, maybe you know, they get something going. No, offense still looks like shit. I accepted that it was over. But what really broke your boy and is the reason that we're, we didn't record Monday night and is the reason we're not recording till Wednesday night is when they showed Jason Kelsey on the sideline. And it was so clear that he had just told Jeff Stalin, the offensive line coach, that he was done. And uh that I was I was sad there. I was like, we just we broke this man's will to play football. Um and that's what happened. And he retired and I'm sad. And I, I don't have anything else to say. Would you say that the uh Buccaneers won comfortably? You could say that. That would be a word that would fit there, probably. This okay. seems like the word of the week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we uh, yeah, went on a little bit of a rant last week. I, you were all in on the birds. Like, they were going to just pull it out of their asses. Like, they didn't just lose five or six. They were just a bad team at the end of the year. They 100% were. And, you know, they Hertz was banged up, it seemed. And they kept – they literally made no adjustments. Is That's my – that's the reason where I, why I say Sirianni's an idiot, why I say, you know, he's been with them for three years, got him to the playoffs all three years. That's, you know, they were in a Super Bowl last year. That's not something that gets uh, 
that's fireable usually. But this team was 10 and one. And he, you know, the, the wheels fell completely off and he didn't change a damn thing. And that, like, it makes no sense. Makes no sense. All right. Before we move on, we should talk about the Bucks a little bit. The Eagles, it is what it is. It was just, it was honestly an all time collapse. I saw a chart today. It's a very specific chart, but there was probably like 50 teams on there. And it was teams that started 10 and 1, and then their point differential to, to end the season. And the Eagles had the worst point differential at the end of the season out of all those 10 and 1 teams in the history of the NFL. Yeah. Uh, it was literally the most fraudulent 10 and 1 team that's ever existed. Yeah. I don't know what happened. They, they were beating bad teams early on, and, and they had some weird wins and stuff like that. But, uh, Holy shit! Didn't expect them to lose the Tampa Bay Buccaneers week one. Yeah, that's what that's what's crazy is part of that ten and one was like part of a ridiculously tough stretch that they're going through, um, and they beat you know they they beat the Dolphins, they beat the Bills, they beat the Cowboys one of those games, and they beat the Chiefs, right? They beat the Chiefs, and it turns out you know we'll get to two of those four teams they were fucking frauds too so i guess i guess kind of all yeah. evens out in the, the end. um the video of sirianni after the chiefs win where he's like yelling at the fans like fuck you <laughs> not a good look now tough look it, all right it, before it, we move on to the bucks i'm going to give you an option we have a, a a breaking breaking news a first time ever for the water cooler we got a call from a listener on the hotline i set up that i didn't tell you about uh do you want it to go into the to the podcast right here and i'll give you a chance for a bottle or you want a bonus content content at the end we'll hit we'll hit the bonus content at the end all right stay through to the end we'll get a first ever on the water cooler it's a call in to talk about the eagles bucks game never happened before you don't want to miss it now these buccaneers baker fucking mayfield Baker Big Nuts fucking Mayfield comes in and gets a playoff wins the division first off and then gets a playoff win for the Bucks. Now they get to go play the Lions in a game that fuck the Lions are gonna be favored by a touchdown, but I wouldn't count these Bucks out completely after what they've shown. Yeah, they're you can't really count them out. They got they have talent. Um and if Baker's playing well, um they got a they got a shot. But that being said, I think that Lions crowd's gonna be juiced up. Um, I think it's going to be a really tough environment for the Bucks, and I, I I think the Lions win comfortably. We'll get to the preview. Um, yeah, we'll get to the preview on that. But you know, saw a good season for the Bucks, and it, I would I would not be shocked at all if they you know kept that game real close or even found a way to pull it out. Uh, that being said, I don't expect it to happen. But I mean, let's call a spade a spade. They kicked the shit out of a really bad team. Yeah, I feel that at home too. Uh, it's just cool for Baker. Like he's just a likable guy. I know he's been kind of a douchebag at points in his career. And if you were on the other end of maybe you know like those Oklahoma days, if you were a Texas fan or something like that, you might not like the guy. But growing up on the West Coast, like just watching him, he was fucking sick to watch in college. And it's cool to see him get kind of his swag back. Definitely, definitely. How many uh, playoff wins do the Browns have since nineteen ninety five? Oh, probably zero. One. Oh, they beat the Steelers. How many does Baker have? Uh, two. Two. <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe uh, should just kept that guy around instead of fucking throwing your franchise down a well to go fucking get some rapists out of Texas. I know. Crazy, crazy, and and uh, one that gets out that got outplayed by a 
old man whose time ran out, but you know, it is what it is. But he did. Yeah. All right, let's move on. We got one that we kind of knew would happen. This one got moved from Sunday to Monday because of a massive blizzard, which was probably, we mentioned this on our pod, actually. That was the only thing that could save the Steelers was if some crazy weather came in. Well, it did, but the uh, New York governor stepped in and said, Bill's first, everything else second. They moved the game to Monday. Bill's go on to win 31-17 to over the Steelers, uh, uh, much better conditions than if they had ever played as it was originally scheduled for Sunday. Uh, but no surprise here. We, we figured they'd roll. It got kind of close for a little bit, but it, it never really felt like it was in doubt. Yeah, exactly. It was, you know, Bills went up 21 nothing. felt like it was just going to be a complete shit pumping. But Steelers battled back, made it a little interesting. But ultimately, the Bills are just much better team. Um, Josh Allen did his thing. That 52-yard touchdown run he had was pretty fucking sweet. He's uh, – really good when it gets going like that. And this is a team that, you know, we put a future on them for a reason. I know they just beat a Steelers team that isn't too much of a real threat. Mason Rudolph did not look very good in this game. Um, but that being said, playoff game is a playoff game, whether it's at home or not. Now you got another home game. So um, yeah. who knows what, what's going to happen with them. Um, on the Steelers side, you know, it was a good run by Mason Rudolph to get them into the playoffs. But ultimately, they're just stuck in that middling ground. You know, they're going to be right on the brink of a wild card every year, and they're probably going to lose first round every year. Yeah, until they get like a legitimate quarterback. Not even, it doesn't have to be like a star, but just someone who's not a third stringer. Like all, everyone they're, they're running out there would be a backup quarterback on, on like 20 NFL teams. So it's just, it's just tough. It, it sucks for like the stud receivers they have. The stud defense they have, they didn't even have TJ Watt in this game. Um, you see, you see, was it Pickens talking about the refs after the game? Like, come on, man, you you weren't gonna win that game. Like, no, relax, no chance. no chance, chill out. And then we got reports of Mike Tomlin potentially being out. He walked out of a press conference when asked about his contract. Uh, anything to see there is just mad at the end of the year, but you know, cooler heads will prevail. Yeah, to me, that strikes more of like. A, a veteran coach you know this was a 17th season with the Steelers veteran coach being like what the fuck are we talking about we just our season just ended like yeah. we're not talking about that right now um but also but you know he was forced to today that he addressed you know there's reports coming out that he let the team know he does plan to be back for 2024 that is last year on his contract um we'll see what happens I mean dude's been never finished below 500 just in insane but that being said they haven't won a playoff game since 2016 i believe so while you're you're having that success and you're always in the thick of it and you know you're winning more than you're losing for damn sure um that's not what the steelers are about steelers uh steelers win trophies usually so um i'm sure i'm sure he'll go through with this season still finish out his contract but at that point if if they don't have that quarterback in line i'm sure It'll be uh, they'll be looking at some uh, time to move on from each other. I hope that happens, and then they win like four games. Because like, I think that people don't realize how good of a coach he is. You yeah. fuck around and find out that the grass isn't always greener. You end up the fucking Las Vegas Raiders real quick. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. uh, it, it could get real bad. I think Tomlin's an amazing coach. Like, just to hold the shit together that he's held together over the years. Just the egos he's dealt. The egos he's dealt with. 
like when they go other places, it's like, holy shit, man, how did he handle all that um, yeah. adversity? But hell of a coach. I'd love to have him in, 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 uh, let's keep him in Pennsylvania. You know, if you Steelers <laughs> don't want him, I'll take him. Wow. Let's, let's put it out there. Maybe that'll happen. All right. Moving on. We head to Sunday. We had the game of the weekend, one of the only really close games, actually, really. The LA Rams and Matt Stafford go back to Detroit where the Lions pull off the win 24 to 23. It was a fantastic game back and forth. Uh, Jared Goff versus Matt Stafford, all the headlines. And the Lions got it done, man. Dan Campbell, Jared Goff, these underdogs, these scrappy motherfuckers just keep winning games. They really do. And, you know, the game lived up to the hype. It, it was an exciting one. Um, like you said, really the only close one of the weekend, really only one that got the the, the playoff juices flowing. Um, but, yeah, Lions pulled it out. I, I got to get on my, you know, soapbox about the Rams and McVay a little bit here. Like McVay, excellent coach, top what, probably top three coach in the league, maybe definitely top five. Yeah. Um, I don't he he his Achilles heel is just managing the clock. I don't know what they're doing in this game. They they called two timeouts early in the second half and and then they get down to it. They have um like about three minutes left. They're facing the fourth down and they punt with one timeout and they never get the ball back. I just don't I don't understand that logic. Um when you know you're up against it with the one timeout, you know, the lions offense can run the ball and, and Jared Goff's excellent with play action. If you're expecting run, they threw on the first play of that second drive too, and picked up a first down right away. Like, yeah, it's, just, it's yeah. It's just, I don't understand in the, with the team you're up against, like say, say for example, Rams are playing the bucks in this, in this spot and the bucks are much more conservative offense and, and don't take chances like that really, then maybe you're, you're like, okay, let's punt and, and we'll probably get, be able to get the ball back against the lions. No way. You can't do that. Um, I don't understand how they didn't go for it, but I also just don't understand how you manage the clock that poorly in a game where you know, it's tight. You know, you're going to need those timeouts. Take a fucking delay a game. I'd way rather face a third and 15 early in the second half then face the third and 10 and not have that timeout later. Like, I, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. it. It is insane that that coaches don't do that more often, just take the delay of game. Or, like, you know, sometimes maybe they have a play drawn up where they're about to run and they call a timeout because they don't like what they see. Yeah. I, I, just run the play. <laughs> like, I, I mean, maybe unless you feel like it's going to throw a pick or something, but Stafford's not an idiot. It's not like he's going to just throw it into, you know, bad coverage, something like that. Maybe you you take a sack or you get a two yard gain instead of a first down. Those timeouts are precious in the fucking playoffs. That was crazy. I agree. To play devil's advocate a little bit, he's probably thinking Dan Campbell is going to be super aggressive here, almost too aggressive, which we've seen at times where he does some shit where you're like, "Oh man, that was cool in week one, but what are you doing?" You know. So like throwing it right there, if Goff throws a pick or if it's a bad pass, you stop the clock. You're like, what the fuck are you doing? Throwing on first down. You got David Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs. Uh, but it paid off. And the guy just continues to just put his big old massive nuts on the table. Yep. And it's working so far. So I think he's going to keep doing it. He's freaking awesome to watch. Yeah. yeah. Did you see the um, in the locker room after the game? 
Dan Campbell had two game balls. He gave he gave one to the uh, GM. He's like, you know, we were going out looking for like motherfuckers like you guys, just gritty, just tackle, get after it, blah blah. Is he gave one to Jared Goff, and all he said was, you know what, you're good enough for fucking Detroit, Jared Goff. I was like, damn, that is so fine, man. Love that, love that, love that energy. Dan Campbell is like, I don't know, I he's just someone you want to play for. I don't care what you're playing, like what, what sport it is, what like job you're doing. If he was a sales, if he was, if he was your sales manager, I'm sure you would be breaking records for him too. You know, it's just what he's so good at like that. Like he just believes in everyone and cares so much that everyone wants to do their best for him. And, and that's, that's in pro sports. If you got guys playing like that for you, that's going to make a world of a difference. Yeah. And, they're gonna fucking route the Bucks next week. Oh yeah, no doubt. We'll, we'll the Detroit Lions are gonna be playing for an NFC Championship. That's gonna be fucking awesome. That'd be great. At home too, after the Niners lose. Just all right. Next Love up, it. we got the Green Bay Packers, the first ever seven seed to win a playoff game. Only been around for a few years, but they're the first ones ever to do it. They upset the Cowboys 48 to 32, and it wasn't even that close. This was a fucking route from the jump. I think Jerry Jones was was crying at halftime. He was ready to fire McCarthy. It was just an absolute shit pumping. How'd you feel about that? Oh man, I to be honest, if if this game hadn't happened, I would be so much more down bad right now. <laughs> um I was I, I hadn't had that much fun watching a game. This is I'm, I'm stepping on my hater soapbox real quick. I hadn't had that much fun watching a game in a long time. I was laughing at the TV at points when Dak was throwing picks. I, I post a little Instagram story after the game mocking his, yeah, here we go. Fuck off, dude. So annoying. And they just sh- shit the bed. You know, he, he him and CD on – were like way off early on. I don't understand what was going on. Dak was like bitching at him going on the sideline early yeah. after the first drive. I'm just like, CD seems like the chillest dude in the world. Like I, and he's so good. Like that combination, your quarterback that's gonna th- go on to throw two picks in that first half, like shouldn't be bitching at him like that. Stop that, you know. Um, I just don't. I just love to see it, and I. um Love the fact that they announced today that McCarthy's going to be back for next year. <laughs> yeah, love that. Talk about uh, love. That guy fucking balled out. I, I hand up right here. This guy, I yeah. think it was like week three. I was like, yeah, he's not an NFL quarterback. Get him out of here. He's a backup. He's incredible. Like he's yeah. he's the future. They've gone from fucking Bart Starr to Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love, and they're all going to be fucking Hall of Famers. Exactly. It's crazy. He, he makes some throws. Like he literally looks like Aaron Rodgers on some of those throws, it's the way he moves and just flings it, flicks it back across his body. Um, Aaron Jones going crazy and he's healthy. Like I, not to get ahead of it, you know, we keep touching on the next game, but I, I do think they're going to be able to keep the game close against Niners. I don't think they're going to win by any means, but the way they're playing, the way Aaron Jones looks, um, their problem will be the defense, I think, in that matchup for sure. But I think the offense is going to be able to keep them in it at least for uh, at least for a while in that game. That's going to be a, a super fun game. You know that Niner fans are kind of. I feel like they would rather play the Cowboys right now. Oh yeah, yeah. I, but I uh, yeah, I I mean to just touch on the Cowboys like another disappointing 
into the season like it feels like this just happens every single year <laughs> like it's it's hard to believe they look so good at times but we kind of knew they were frauds going into it beat up on a lot of bad teams this year got the shit beat out of them by a lot of good teams um packers turned out to be a pretty damn good team at the end of the year yeah beat up on them yeah they're almost playing in a way of like like they're young they're a young squad and like they were going through growing pains all at once together through the season because they literally are like young across the board and they almost are playing now in a way of like like fuck it what do we have to lose right we're not supposed to be here and it's working and jordan love is working those receivers look great um the jair alexander injury um looks like that was that looked pretty bad considering he was questionable going into it and re-injured the same ankle um so i if he's not out there, th- that defense is going to have a very tough time against the Niners. If he's able to play, though, I mean, he made an impact right away, made a nice diving interception on Dak. Um, yeah, I, I, he they're good. They're just a good team. Um, they would they would need him next week to be able to take away, like, one of those options. Like, he can completely erase a guy. Um, but you, you pretty much nailed it with C.D. Lamb, like, he ended up having a pretty decent game. I, I don't know what his final stat line was. He had over 100 yards. Yeah. But it was like that a lot of that happened late in the game when it was out of reach. In the first half, or like at the end of the first quarter, I think he had like he was like one catch on four targets for like four yards or something crazy like that. Yeah. But it wasn't just Jair Alexander. Like I saw other guys on too, and they were just shutting him down. It mostly yeah. Dak's fault, I think, but yeah. um the team's yeah, came of- to play. But hey, if Jerry Jones is listening, I mean, Dak threw for over 400 yards. Yeah, he had two picks, but he threw three touchdowns. I mean, you got to, I would extend that guy and give him more money, honestly. Tie him and McCarthy's contracts together, like the next 10 years, just guarantee it. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. All right, let's move on to Saturday. We had another doubleheader, a triple doubleheader. Just never seen that before. What a fucking weekend. We had the Dolphins going to the Chiefs. It was, negative a million degrees whatever it was yeah I, i'm kind of pissed about that before we get to the score they hyped this up about how cold it was gonna be you're watching on tv it looked fucking fine yeah Mahomes was throwing it. the ball all over the place exactly i get that it was cold but get the fucking heaters out from un- under these fields i want to yeah. see snow on the field exactly you, know? you look at it and you're like i could play in that that looks fine yeah Jesus Christ, bunch of crybabies. All right, the Dolphins go to Kansas City in cold weather, and the Chiefs just put it on them, 26-7. to uh, The Dolphins looked like, again, just fraudulent teams that we've seen skate through, the Eagles, the Cowboys, and the Dolphins now. Uh, we kind of – the writing was on the wall. They beat bad teams all the time. They lose every time they play a good team. They had absolutely no answer for this Chiefs defense. Tua is starting to fall into this category of quarterback where it's like, can this guy really win playoff games for us? A Dak Prescott kind of player um, can put up MVP numbers during the regular season, but who really gives a shit when you are expecting to win playoff games? Yeah, um, the Dolphins just strike me as you you know a team that needs everything to go perfectly for them, and they they're not they're not well equipped for any adversity, and that has a lot to do with Tua's style of play. Tua doesn't have the strongest arm in the world. Um, he wants to do these quick, short, intermediate throws uh, over the middle of the field, and when the weather conditions are shitty, and when you're when your stud, you know, receivers can't get off the line as fast, can't can't uh, 
move as quickly because of the conditions and because of the field being hard, um, then things don't go well. He connected on with Tyreek on one deep ball. That was all they got all day. And even that deep ball, he underthrew it. Tyreek made a good play and then broke a tackle and got in the end zone. It was, you know, I, I, I think two is a good quarterback, but unless the dolphins find a way to get a one seed at some point, they're not going to go anywhere. That being said, they had that Sunday night game with the bills. They were that close to being a two seed. If they were a two seed and they host, they would have been hosting the Steelers this past weekend. They would have won that game. And then they're playing another home game this week. They might, they might be looking at an AFC championship berth there. It's that. Wasn't it? If they won that game, they would have to host the bills. Oh yeah, that's right. Because it would have made. They would have lost. They would have yeah, lost. That that's true. That's true. Because it would have bumped the Steelers up to six seed. Yeah. You're right. Um, so yeah, that was like might... a uh, lose either way game for them because yeah. you're playing the Chiefs or the Bills is like tough. That's a tough outlook right there. Exactly. Exactly. You're right. You're right. But that being said, if they were playing at home, I they score more than seven points. They probably yeah. are in that game with the Bills. They. You know, like you said, I'm sure they lo- end up losing, but they at least are in that thing. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, just it's a it's a weird team. It feels like they're going to kind of get stuck. Like, I love the comparison to Dak there because he puts up numbers um, like two two puts up numbers where it's like hard to argue against. Like, are you really going to be able to go get a quarterback better than that? Like, mm-hmm. probably not just in general. But that being said, is he a quarterback that you can envision uh, lifting up that Lombardi trophy? Probably not. Yeah, and, and that's what's tough. You get stuck in kind of like a purgatory in the NFL where you're good enough to make the playoffs or be right there on the cusp every year, and your quarterback is good by all accounts, but then you get into these moments where you need them to be great, and they just don't. They can't do it. And it's not that two is like, not a winner he's not that kind of guy he just doesn't have like the arm talent and he just doesn't have the physical gifts that some of these other players have he just can't get it done when it comes down to it so it'll be interesting to see what they do i mean mike mcdaniel's a great coach he'll he'll figure out a way to still score points but yeah i don't know what the fuck they're gonna do yeah i i agree and they, they did have a lot of injuries. Um, Tyreek was banged up. He obviously played, did, you know, did his thing out there, waddled and banged up. The defense lost a bunch of studs. Um, yeah. I don't know what their contract situations are like over there. Um, but if they're definitely a team where if they're bringing everyone back and they actually do stay healthy, I mean, they're dangerous for sure. Um, but yeah, it just, it feels like, you know, Tua just needs everything to be perfect and right. over over a long season, that's just not how it works. Yeah. All right. And then on the Chiefs side, I mean, they are what they are. They're the fucking Chiefs. We should have known. Um, they're gonna cruise and now they got a great matchup. We'll get to them next time, but great matchup against the Bills. It's for the AFC championship to, to get to the AFC championship game. That's gonna be fucking awesome. We'll get Patrick to them next time. First uh first ever road playoff game. Yeah, that's not a Super Bowl. Yeah, crazy. Those are neutral sides. Yeah, insane. That's just uh, talk about one of the greatest career starts ever for a quarterback. If he goes this year after everything they went through and looking like they did, and somehow they get to that championship game and beat the Ravens or whoever's there, if he can get this team to the Super Bowl, we're looking at the all-time greatest quarterback in the making. Oh, 100%. 100%. All right, to wrap it up. 
Oh, one more note from that game. Did you see uh, Andy Reid's um, ice cold filled mustache? <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. I love that man. Love that, that man. That was nice. That was the only thing where it's like, all right, it is fucking cold there. Exactly. <laughs> that thing was just frozen on. That was hilarious. All right, moving on. We got the Cleveland Browns went to Houston where the Texans just beat the shit out of them 45 to 14. They made the greatest quarterback in the league, Joe Flacco, look like a late 30 year old old man that was retired from football a couple months ago. He looked like shit. The Cleveland Browns defense who we thought at one point this year were world beaters, maybe the best defense in the league, got absolutely shredded by the rookie C.J. Stroud. It was a shit pumping from the jump. Uh, kind of a disappointment, honestly. This was what I thought would be one of the best games of the week. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a great game. I had the Browns in a parlay. Minus two and a half felt like such a nice line. Um, I think it even finished at minus two. I was like, okay, so I, people are betting the Texans, but I still I love the Browns here. Um, but man, the, the Texans defense showed up. They had been, they'd gone through spells this year where the defense didn't look that great. And I kind of expect, I thought the Browns were going to be able to run the ball, get some play action going with Flacco. And it was going to be one of those type of games. And, um, just didn't, I expected, you know, I expected that defense to give Stroud some problems, especially with, you know, with no tank Dell, Nico Collins being your only like real legit threat out there but man they shredded them and you know two pick sixes will help obviously um but they got the job done looked great yeah i mean they could have put up more if they wanted to like the offense was humming the entire game they were for a little bit they were kind of trading blows kind of um it was more like the texans would do whatever they wanted on offense and then the browns would come down and have a nice drive here and there um I think if it was closer that second half, we would have seen an all-time CJ Stroud performance. Like he was throwing the ball wherever he wanted to that game. It was it was awesome to watch. So good for them. Yeah. They're moving on. They got the Ravens. Beautiful matchup there. Uh what a test for the rookie quarterback. But if you're the Browns, you gotta reset and you gotta figure out this defense, get them healthy, get them back to what they were, and then hope that fucking next year Deshaun Watson's just not ass. <laughs> He's just better. Yeah. I don't I don't know how that's gonna work. Um you see they fired their um running back coach, their line coach, and their tight end coach, I think it was. The Browns did? No, their quarterback coach. I think it was a quarterback coach, running back coach, and, and tight end coach or something like that. It was like so your quarterback coach, they lost their quarterback, took Joe Flacco and did yeah. incredible things. Running back coach lost Nick Chubb. Still ran the ball fucking Wrong very well sure. all year. Ford good. and Hunt both like looked pretty good. And then your tight end coach, David Njoku, had the best year of his career. This yeah. is a guy that we've been looking at for years. Like, this guy's a physical freak. He should be balling out every week. He finally did it this year, and all those guys are out of there. That's crazy to me. I I had not seen that, and I I'd be very intrigued to like read up on why. Because yeah, yeah you just broke down exactly why you would never want to fire them. Um, that seems very weird. Um, yeah, uh, the Browns are the Browns are the new Lions. They're a cursed franchise, and um, that you know they always kind of shared that mantle together. But it the the Lions are trending in the correct in the correct way. Browns are were appearing to head that way, but are just kind of middling. And if you, you know, obviously they had all those injuries, but you're in a d- tough division. You got Lamar Jackson 
in your division. You got Joe Burrow in your division when he's back. If Deshaun Watson can't figure it out, you're going to just be back to the drawing board here in a couple of years for sure. Would you be surprised at all if they win like five or six games next year? No, not at all. Yeah, and then you're gonna they're going to look back on these coaching decisions and be like, oh, shit, that was yeah. dumb. Yeah. Often sneaks. Hey, well, that wraps it up for fucking super wild card weekend. It was actually kind of a letdown. Now that I'm looking back at the scores, like, yeah, that Lions Rams game was really the only close one. Um, everything else is kind of a blowout. Your Eagles got fucking shit pumped. Just a sad day for the water cooler. It really was. You know, it was a weekend of high hopes and just ambitions. I will say the schedule shaking out that one game getting moved. Having three straight days of double headers playoff football was excellent. Um, that being said, I'm glad it's over because we we shaved off some fraudulent, shitty teams that snuck into the playoffs. Um, some didn't sneak in, some weren't comfortably. Yeah, I'll use that yeah. word again. Uh, but um, but they're gone. The 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 bad men are gone. We get to watch CJ Stroud play more football. We get to watch Baker Mayfield play more football. You know. It's good. Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen. We'll get to the preview tomorrow. But that divisional round this weekend coming up, your birthday weekend, happy happy early birthday. May I be the first to wish you a happy birthday. Your birthday weekend, this, this divisional round is the best weekend of football. I tell you that because you get back-to-back days of doubleheaders, the final eight teams in, Everyone with a shot to go to the conference championship game, be one game away from a Super Bowl berth. This is the best weekend in football, no doubt. And I can't wait for it. I hope I hope you get to enjoy it. And uh I'll be I'll be there with you watching Saturday. Before we sign off and close out the fucking super wild card weekend, we gotta get to this one last thing. It's the first time ever. It's a water cooler debut. The hotline, the cool kids hotline. We got a Mr. T Flores calling in from California. Looks like he might be a San Francisco 49ers fan, and he's got some thoughts on the Eagles 2023 season. Here we go. Hey, guys. First time caller, long time listener. My favorite weekly show. Love everything you guys bring to the table. Thank you for having me on. Wanted to call about tonight's game. What a doozy it was. You know, there's been a lot of hype about the Eagles the last two seasons. A lot of hype, but they just can't seem to get it done. I know you got a lot of people calling in, and I'm sure this is going to be a heavy pack show, so I'll keep it light. One has to wonder, since the blowout loss to the 49ers, was that the gut punch to the Eagles for their season? They were looking great ever since they lost to the 49ers, which the 49ers won 42-19. to they lost to the Cowboys, 33-13. They lost to the Seahawks, 20-17. to They beat the Giants, big whoop. Then they lost to the Cardinals, 35-1. Okay, early season luck. They're, you know, they make it to the wild card game. And then what happens? Old Baker comes in, says, who's your daddy? Puts you in his back pocket. Tough, tough, tough. I didn't come here really to talk smack. It's really sad, really, really sad for Jason Kelsey. All-around good guy, football guy. Think this may be it. The look in his face at the end of the game. Think this may be it. A couple of things that I'll leave you guys with, and you can answer as I hang up. 
yesterday, the Cowboys lost. We all saw it. And I think it was one of my followers. He had posted something. Maybe it was who them boys or at the Cowboys sitting in a chair laughing. An Eagles fan couldn't have been somebody on this podcast who was a host. No, that's right. It was. That's a tough look. Is Jalen a franchise quarterback? Can Jalen get it done for the Eagles? Is Nick Sirianni's job on the line? Is he's your guy? Leave the questions for you guys to answer on air. Have a good night, gentlemen. Kyle, would you like to make a rebuttal to Mr. Flores? I'd love to. I, I got a I got a couple of key points here to make with our friend uh, Mr. Flores there. First off, uh, thank you very much for calling in. We appreciate the support. We love our fans. Uh, we'll we'll try to send you some gear once we get that made. We'll get you a shirt. Um, appreciate you, you know, calling in, being a supporter. That being said, um, my main takeaway: it's just very interesting to talk about teams not being able to get the job done uh, when you're a San Francisco 49ers fan. I know it's been a rough stretch for you as a fan in that exact regard, not getting the job done, getting so close, just not getting it done. It's tough. I understand. And I get that you're deflecting and I'm sad for you. Okay. I hope this year's different kind of. Okay. Two, um, it's just a wild move to say you didn't call to talk smack after one minute straight of just talking smack, you know, over a minute straight, just, just shit talking. Uh, that's what you call for. It's fine. I love it. I'm here, here for the haters. Okay. Um, I, all, of course I made that video mocking Dak Prescott. That's what that was about. You know, I hate the Cowboys love the Eagles. The fact that they lost that game, if you listened earlier in the podcast, it made my life a little easier. I can admit that, okay, because I'm also a hater, and I hated this team. You know, there's a post on Twitter. shared it, I shared that to Instagram, too. I hope you saw that one. It's funny for opposing teams to mock this team because I, I hate them more than you do. I hated that Eagles team by the end of the year. They drove me fucking nuts. And in that regard – Yes, Sirianni's job was on the line. I hope he's gone. Give me Mike Vrabel. Give me Bill Belichick. Someone, okay? But Hurts is a franchise quarterback. He will be fine once he has someone that knows how to call a fucking slant over the middle or a deep crossing crossing route to one of your stud receivers or tight end, okay? We'll be fine, all right? That being said, once again, thanks for calling in. Um, sorry I got a little angry there at the end. Um but yeah, I hope your team does well this weekend. And I sincerely, sincerely hope your team doesn't block the other team's best edge rusher with their backup tight end and get Brock Purdy hurt again. I just hope that doesn't happen. I hope he stays healthy and you guys go on a little run. Okay. That was nicely said. What a what a kind, gentle response. Okay. Love it. With that, we'll see you at the water cooler. Cheers. Cheers. Rock to the rhythm, no moves to waste Hit the spot with precision, no need for breaks Ain't no plot when you're living, it's all first take When you do get to choose, might as well be great 
Rock to the rhythm, no moves to waste Hit the spot with precision, no need for breaks Ain't no plot when you're living, it's all first take When you do get to choose, might as well be great It's that get loose Family all around and you kick tunes Good smoke, good people Come through if you play by the same rules We've been known to ride the wave Kick back, bullshit, misbehave Started tripping on myself so I had to get saved Stay in your lane if the way is paved There we go again, talking real heavy Listen up world, I think I'm talking pretty steady If you wanna live it, place it in your mind Everything could change in just one night There we go again, talking real heavy Listen up world, I think I'm talking pretty steady If you wanna live it, place it in your mind Everything could change in just one night